This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the WTA Show here on a betting weekly game bet match, the tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers. I'm Nigel Seeley, and I'm joined, as always, looking ahead to the WTA event this week, which is a big one. It's Rory Giovanni, our WTA handicapper. And it's a big one for you, Rory, because it's in your town where you live, in Madrid. It sure is, yeah. It's at the uh, La Caja Magica, and uh, I've got my tickets for tomorrow. Well, my ticket for tomorrow. And um, because unlike... Last year, they've extended Madrid. So whereas last year was a 64-woman uh, draw, now it's 96. So there's a lot of buys in the first round. But uh, it means that instead of, like last year, it started on a Thursday. This year, it starts on the Tuesday. So we've got an early start. So we've we'll, uh, got some good matches tomorrow, which we'll uh, be looking ahead to. But uh, it's the second clay court event of the European swing. And uh, Igish Fiontek won in Stuttgart on Sunday. And uh, looking forward to this next instalment. And uh, yeah, it should be a really exciting week and a half ahead. Well, nearly two weeks. Yeah, two weeks of tennis. It's WTA 1000 event. Obviously, the men's tournament is in Madrid as well. The ATP Tour 1000 tomorrow. I'll be joined here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match with Sean Calvert, our ATP Tour handicapper, to break down the best bets and the outright markets in the tournament on the men's side as well. Very rare that the men's and the women's play, but they're both playing uh, at the same time, and here they are playing in Madrid. Um, Rory will be covering the tournament for us on our new Instagram page and our Twitter page. The details we'll give you at the end of the show. So you'll be able to get all the content from Rory Courtside, uh, his best picks, and his uh, his sort of just the feel for the place. And I'm sure he'll have a couple of sangrias and a couple a bit of a paella in Madrid to uh, to show us uh, what, what we've got there. Um, Rory, um, what's the weather? You know, you are based in Madrid, as I said. You know, is it, what's what's the weather like at the moment? What the court conditions going to be like for the players in the Spanish capital this week? Yeah, very pleasant at the moment. Sort of mid twenty degrees um, during the day. Very sunny, uh, but that's not the big factor at Madrid. The big factor in Madrid is the altitude. So last week, so Stuttgart and Madrid are kind of they're the two clay tournaments that least suit the true clay quarters. With Stuttgart, it was because it's indoors. With Madrid, it's the altitude um, makes the ball travel a lot quicker through the air. So it, it kind of offers something for everyone because the, the good clay quarters can get stuck in. I mean, I saw Sara Irani win earlier in her qualifier against Christina Mladenovic. And, um, you know, she's old school traditional clay quarter. So, but the big hitters can win in very few shots. They can keep the rally short. They get a big serve in and then, you know, one-two punch with the, with the uh, with the uh, the next shot. So you, they'll be trying to keep the rally short, whereas the more traditional clay quarters, because obviously the surface is clay, 
they're able to get into long rallies. So you you, you will see it in Madrid, sort of a, a mixture of longer rallies and, and the shorter rallies from the from the more powerful hitters. So yeah, it's kind of something for everyone. It's quite good to watch as well because you know it's not like you know a really really fast court where you know you can be just very very quick rallies, but it's not like the drawn out long play court attritional rallies that you can get later on in the season. So it's, it's a really good tournament uh, for, from a viewing perspective. Um, and and with a bigger draw, it's an even better tournament from a betting perspective. Yeah, I look at the previous winners here. I mean, it just shows you that the clay court's dominant. You know, there's players here you wouldn't associate with winning on clay courts. I mean, last year it was won by Ange Burr. Obviously, she is a more natural clay courter, but she's got an injury. And we're not quite sure how fit she's going to be. Uh, in, in in this tournament. In 2021, it was won by Sabalenka. Obviously, you wouldn't expect Sabalenka to win a traditional clay court. She's much more suited to the uh, the faster conditions on the hard and, and probably Wimbledon this year. Uh, you've had Kvitova, who's m- my best friend. She's won it three times previously, 2018, 2015, 2011. Uh, but Kiki Burton's has won as well. So it's not a tournament that you look at these previous winners and think, you know what, it is dominated by those clay quarters. So, so the sort of identity of them, I'll lose my voice saying the identity kit of um, a potential winner. What 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 do you what do you make? What are you looking at? What what a kind of uh, what what sort of makeup you have to be to be a winner here in Madrid? Well, you, you need a decent <clears throat> all-round game, but you, you you need to be able to serve well. It's quite similar to Stuttgart in many ways. I mean, he says he says Jabir, half injury, not sure, but she won last year. She beat Jessica Pagula in the final, who you you'd never say was a natural clay quarter. Kvitova was the only woman to win three Madrid titles. So, yeah, but, you know, you had more natural clay quarters win it, like Simona Halep, you'd say it was more of a natural clay mm. quarter. She's won it twice. So yeah, I suppose it comes down to who's playing best on the day in, in the in the couple of weeks. I mean, Igor Sviontek missed Madrid last year with a shoulder problem. She retained her Stuttgart crown, beating Arena Sabalenka in the final on, on Sunday. And... Um, so, you know, if, if Fiontech's playing at her best, she'll probably win it. But she'll need to be at her best. Long tournament as well, extra matches. If there is any hangover from that rib injury, which she was she had before Stuttgart, it might come up again. But based on what we saw last week, I mean, she did drop a set to Karolina Pliskova uh, in the quarterfinals. Um, so it's not going to be easy for her. And, but, and, and as we, we're going to discuss the draw... The top half is stacked. It's mm. really, really, you know, she's going to have to beat some good players um, if she's going to win back-to-back tournaments here. Yeah, looking at the draw here, that's the first observation for me. The top half of the draw, absolutely loaded with potential winners. The bottom half is definitely more winnable. And obviously with Bet Rivers being one of the only sports books in America to offer the each-way angle in a tournament like this. This is a great opportunity to capitalise on that draw bias. Obviously, Bet Rivers are offering a half the odds one-two. So if you pick someone at a decent price in the bottom half of the draw, say, for example, a 20-to-1 shot, you'll be paid out on 10-to-1 if they make the final new place an each-way wager. So a lot of traditional sports betting books in America only have win-only. And uh, in a tournament like this, where it's a dominant draw, very heavily loaded in the top half. You need to be looking for that each way option, which Bet Rivers offers you in the bottom of the draw. So head to the Bet Rivers website to check out the outright markets. Let's give you our rundown of the tournament. And obviously, say, let's have a look at the odds here. And Igor Shvontek, uh, tournament favorite, no surprise. Dominant last year on clay, one in Stuttgart. But in her quarter, she has Krajikova, 
She has Ruby Kina, and in the first round or the, or the second round for the, her first match, she gets a bye to the second round. She has a potential matchup against former US Open champion Emma Raducanu. That shouldn't worry her, but it's a very, very tough ask. She's plus 120. Sabalenka is in that bottom half, the number two sheet. She's plus 700. On a big injury concern about her. She had to pull out, and she was in tears in Stuttgart. She's 1,200. Jessica Pegula, a player that you probably wouldn't suggest to be uh, really that too uh, confident on clay. She's plus 1,800. Bob Kujikova, a very nice price at plus 1,800, but she is a potential, uh, I think it's the quarterfinals or the last 16, she's a potential, the last 16 opponent of um, uh, Egger Schwantek. Uh, Ribikina, plus 2,000. Uh, Bob Paula Pedosa, plus 2,500. Potapova, 3,300. Coco Goff, 3,300. And Petra Kvitova, the three times champion here, is 5,500. Uh, 5, uh, Rory, Breaking the drawdown, obviously the top off that first quarter, you've got Schwantek, you've got Krajikova and Ribikina, so you're not getting any value of those players. Where do you see the value in the draw? And just break, break us down as quarter by quarter, if you could. Well, I mean, we've got Kvitova there at plus 5,000, <clears> and, and we've got her in there. There are a couple of players, shorter prices, Victoria Zarenka and Yelena Ostapenko are both yep. 4,000, but we've got Kvitova there because, I mean, I think she's the obvious pick. She is the, and it, you, you don't need to be a tennis expert to pick this one out. We've mentioned this. Um, she's the only three-time winner of this tournament. She won Miami a few weeks back. She pulled out of Stuttgart on the eve of the tournament as a precaution with a foot injury. But even if you're not 100% sure about her fitness, you've got to be happy to take a chance at 50 to 1. She is not a 51. She's won this tournament three times. You could argue she's in the best form she's been in for several years. She's not a 50 to 1 shot. And she's in the bottom half, yep. opposite to Sviontek. So you'll get a great, it's a great each way play. Uh, based on last week and, and the odds, we should have a Sviontek Sabalenka final again. I mean, that's, you know, that's. In, in all probability, that's what we're going to get. But it's a longer tournament. Shocks are possible. Injuries are possible. Kvitova at 50 to 1 is is just, it's just the standout bet. It has to be backed. Um, in the top half, it's it's difficult to oppose Fiontek given the form she's in. I mean, we said the same in Dubai and Krajikova beat her in the final. Uh, they could meet in the quarterfinals, as you mentioned. Uh, Krajikova against Rybakina in the fourth round would be very interesting, although there's a bit of a fitness doubt over Rybakina because she pulled out injured in, in Stuttgart. Um, if you take Sviontek out of that top half, it's wide open. You've got Krajikova, Rybakina, as we mentioned, Pegula, who reached the final last year, Potapova, who played really well to reach the semifinals in Stuttgart last week. Even Yil Teichman, she hasn't been in great form. She reached the semifinals last year. You know, it's it's so open. I cannot, you know, what I've decided to do is I'm going to have a second bet in the bottom half instead I, because the top half is just, take out Sviontek, it's impossible. I'm not betting Sviontek at... What is it? Plus 120, six to five in old money. That's, you know, that's not a bet I, I like the look of at all. So I'm going to have a second bet in the bottom half instead. Um, and we mentioned her last week, um, Paola Badosa, um, just getting her way back. She was a set and four two up against Sabalenka in Stuttgart last week. Fell to defeat eventually. I mean, Sabalenka started, you know, at 4-2 down. She just started hitting everything. Everything started going in for her. Then she had a lull in the third. Her serve went a bit awry. Badosa fought back. It was just tension. It was so tense. Very exciting. 
Yeah, we said last week we thought Bedosa was was on the verge of something special, and you know she's on home soil here, home crowd. It's possible, and I think twenty five hundred twenty five dollars isn't a bad price. So you know it's very rare I do this because I always try and have one in each. You know, usually try and have one in each half. But just the way things are with Sviontek and that top half of the draw, I think we're better off having two in the bottom half and, and hoping one of them get through gets through to the final. I love them plays. I like the idea of um, obviously Jabur injury doubts in that bottom half of the draw. If she doesn't play, that's a big that's a big opponent gone. Sabalenka, I'm, I'm still not totally convinced about her. I know she's won this all before, but I'm still not totally convinced about her on the clay service. And uh, I think Bedosa with the home support at a decent price could go very deep this week in this tournament. Um, just you know, you you're based in Spain and. Um, we talk about tennis players over the years, uh, the Spanish tennis players. Obviously, Nadal looks as though he's coming towards the end of his career. And the, the new was not here this week in Madrid. It looks like he's going to be a big doubt for the, the tournament in the French Open as well. Um, how the, how's the Spanish sort of support for Bedosa and compared to sort of Arantxa Sanchez Vicario? And obviously, Carlos Alcaraz now taking over. You know, he's, he's, he's everywhere, everywhere you go, he's the pinup boy or the, the young kid who's got all the pressure on him in Spain. But what? Well, you know, we know what this pressure like over here when Raducanu burst on the scene. Did the Spanish consider that for Bedosa? So being at home, is it a, a, a positive for her? Could it turn out to be a negative like it does when big sports files over here, like Tim Henman and Andy Murray, when they've been at Wimbledon, the expectation levels are more to, to do so well? I'd say it's probably going to be more of a plus for her. I, I don't think... I mean, obviously, Nadal has dominated the scene for years. And you've got Alcaraz taking over from that. The men's game is more popular here. There's no getting away from that. I mean, I mean, today, if you looked at how the qualifiers, you had the qualifiers for the men and women today. And, you know, the main court, the centre court in Madrid is the Manola Santana. It was all men's matches. And the women's were on the second court, Arantxa Sanchez Vicario, number two court. So the the women kind of, you know, which to me as a, as a women's tennis fan, you know, it's a bit bit disappointing really, but they don't get nearly the attention. And, you know, Badosa hasn't, she hasn't reached the slam final. She's won, you know, she's won a WTA 1000, was it Indian Wells, I think a couple of years ago. Um, but, and she's coming back from injury. So I don't think there's that much pressure on her. I mean, compared to Alcaraz in men's, I mean, he's going to have tons of pressure on. Um, but for the women, no, not, it's, it's, it's just not seen as it's just not as popular. It doesn't get the column inches. It doesn't get the attention that the men's game does. So I think for Badosa, I mean, you had you know Muguruza a few years ago yeah. winning winning Grand Slams and that, and even she didn't get the attention that anywhere near the attention that Nadal got. Um, so for Badosa, she's still working her way back. The pressure on her won't be massive. I mean. It was, it was arguably more, you know, in, in, in Spain, we have a massive Romanian immigrant population. You could argue there was more pressure on Halep when she was at her pomp here a few years back and she won it a couple of times and she was extremely popular um, in the Madrid Madrid Open. But uh, for Padosa, I, I think she'll be she'll be fine. And, and you know, she's experienced now. She's She's been slugging around this top level for a good couple of years now. So I don't think she'll feel the pressure unduly. And uh, I think, she, I think, everything's in, in place for her to, to go deep in this tournament. And hopefully, hopefully she'll meet Kvitova in the semifinals and we'll have a guaranteed winner. That would be lovely. It's Petro Kvitova's coach's birthday today. I wished him happy birthday on Twitter. I don't know if he remembers <laughs> me from Miami, sort of watching him on the practice court, but uh, 
The one thing we could be to her, her conditioning at the moment, she looks the best she's ever been. And, uh, you know, I think she's going to have a big summer. You know, I'm very strong enough for Wimbledon. I think the way she's playing to get odds of 50 to 50 to 1 in that bottom half of the draw, 25 to 1 to make a final, is very insulting for someone who just won a, a Masters or, or, or WTA 1000 tournament you know, last event in, in Miami. So, yes, Kvitova I like, but those who I like, I think she's, you're going to hit her. She's going to win a tournament, but those are a big price, and hopefully she can get a run in, in Madrid. Uh, let's move on to some matches. You can hear my voice. Um, you know, I've had a, a very sore throat for the last week since I come back from uh, Monte Carlo. I've had a very sore throat, and I went to Wembley for two days, and I've completely lost my voice. So I'm shot soldiering on, so I apologise if uh, I go high levels and low levels on my voice here, but uh, I apologise for that. So let's have a look at some selected matches. There's four matches you want to talk about which are being scheduled to play on Tuesday. Now, remember, these are very, very early starts uh, at 4 a.m. Eastern time. So check out the BetRivers website. Make sure you get your bets on this evening, Monday evening, or you know overnight because you're going to miss out in the morning if you do not get them on because they will start very, very early. So they're very early start in Madrid, four o'clock Eastern time. And the first match we're going to talk about is Anna Bogdan against Anna Bondar. Uh, Bogdan is a minus 215 favorite. Bondar is plus 170. The spread is three and a half and the totals are 21 and a half. These two have met twice before, uh, one win apiece, but the only time they met on a clay court, Bogdan won fairly easily in 2019. Uh, Bogdan has not played a clay court match this year, and Bondar has played two and lost them both. Um, how do you see this one go? Yeah, I feel like um, I've lost a bit of money on Bondar already this season. Um, I backed her in, in Charleston. She played Anna <clears throat> Blinkova, sort of Anna's in this <laughs> in this section. Um, she lost the first set tiebreak to Anna Blinkova and then collapsed somewhat. Bondar is a clay specialist and she's back on her favoured red clay. Uh, we've already successfully opposed Bogdan this season. Robin Montgomery beat her in Miami. Yeah, so that meeting on clay was, was about four years ago and that was before Bondar. I mean, Bogdan was was a decent player then, but, but Bondar's come on leaps and bounds since then. They actually met in the Australian Open this year. Uh, in conditions that would have suited Bogdan, the Romanian, better, but Bondar won in three sets. Um, this is first up on a Rancho Sanchez Vicario court. I'm actually planning to go to this. It's uh, early starts, you say, first up. Um, I'll be hoping to cheer Anna Bondar home here. As I say, I know I've you know backed her unsuccessfully a couple of times already this season, but back on the red clay, I think she's got a real chance here. Bogdan's not been in great form. Um I think this is a last chance for Anna Bondar for me this season. Um, I think plus 170 is a really big price. Um, I, I expected it to be a lot closer in the odds. And I think I was looking at the overs games and over sets. I, I think this could possibly go to three sets. But And I was actually toying with just backing Bondar for the first set because she has done that. Um, quite a lot this season. She had a bit of a disappointing exit in an ITF tournament last week, having won the first set. But I just think at the odds, just keep it simple. I'm going to go for Bondar to win back on red clay. I think she's got a great chance here. When you get there, Rory, you said there's not going to be many people in attendance watching the women's first round here. And I don't think many people will be having down Anna Bogdan against Anna Bondar as one of their (laughs) matches. So if you cheer loud enough, and you could get her home. And if you cheer <laughs> yes. loud enough, Rory, you will sound like me. 
tomorrow or when I speak to you on them videos. I hope after that match we get her over the line at plus one seventy. You can't. You, you'll sound like exactly like me. Then <laughs> I know you got the job done. Uh, the next match we're going to talk about is a five fifteen a.m. start. So probably the second match on court. It's Sorana Kirstia up against a uh, veteran Ron Davis uh, Kirstia. Got to the semi-finals in Miami, come through qualifying, got beat by Kavita for but unbelievable uh, showing there. And that was her last tournament. Uh, she's a, a decent favourite here at minus 315. Lauren Davis is plus 245. The spread is four and a half this time with Kirstie at minus 129. And the totals here are 20 and a half. These two have met just once previously, but I don't think you need to look too much into it. It was a long, long time ago. And Davis won 10 years ago in uh, in New Zealand on a, on a hard court. So um, on clay, Davis has played one this year, lost it, and Kirstia hasn't played yet on clay. So it's her first tournament of on clay, first match on clay. Could take a little bit of time to settle, but she's an overwhelming favourite. Yeah, and she should be. I mean... Her odds are very skinny after her exploits in the Indian Wells in Miami. Um, but you know, clay is her surface. I actually backed her for the French um, a couple of years ago. I was, I was writing a column at the time and she was my pick. Um, and then in, she reached the final the week before in Strasbourg and she met a certain Barbara Krajikova in the final. And Krajikova was amazing. And that's why I backed Krajikova for the French, which she went on to win. Um, but I backed Kirsty at 500 to 1. Um, she didn't give me much of a run for my money. But back to now, she's been absolutely rejuvenated, revitalised, all of those words, uh, since linking up with coach Thomas Johansson. And I think she's going to have a massive clay court season. I've already backed her for the French. Um, I expect her to win this comfortably. And if she gets through, which, as I say, I expect her to do, she'll face Irina Sabalenka, who she beat in Miami. So... No bet in this one, but definitely one to watch. She's been practicing on clay. See, she's been posting videos of herself practicing on clay. I think she's, you know, Sabalenka in round two is going to be tough, especially as these are, when it comes to clay, this is as good as it gets for Sabalenka because of the altitude, as we've said. That could be perhaps a bridge too far, but she'll win this comfortably and, and hopefully hopefully she can put up a good show against Sabalenka and, and set her on course for a really good clay court season. Cause I think, I think she can go, she could possibly win one of these tournaments this, this year in, in the lead up to the French and, and who knows then what she could do in the French. 6.30 AM tomorrow, a very interesting matchup and one that I'm sure you'll be torn by two players that we hear regularly from Rory Giovanni uh, and it's Contavit, very, very popular at the early part of the year for Rory in some of his bets. And since, she got injured. The one who I would say that we've spoken about most, and you've probably gone for most, is uh, Mukova. And uh, they met each other in the uh, first round tomorrow. And it's going to be very interesting. You're going to be, in, you know, you know when you go to football matches and you have like a half and half scarf, I think, I <laughs> on one side. Yeah, you know, I will have one of those. You know, you get one of those from made up. I think you should have a, have a T-shirt. I love Contavit on the back, uh, Mukova. Um, Mukova is minus 315. Contavit is plus 245. The spread here is four and a half again. And the totals are 20 and a half. Um, Contavit was world number two this time, sort of this time last year. She slipped down now to world number 87. She's obviously had a long time out. This is her first match back on the sword. I know she played in the Belgian King Cup. But this is her first uh, tournament back since February. Uh, Mukova has done pretty well. She got to the quarterfinals in Indian Wells. Uh, did okay at Miami. Got beat by Sarana Kirsty uh, in the third round in Miami. Um, 
my first impressions here are Mukuba should win it, but minus three four fifteen against an opponent who was number two in the world. It does seem a little bit, you know, I know we could have taken a lot about the injury and see how she compares. But the head head is overwhelming in the uh, in the Mukova camp. The Czech girl leads 2-0 in the head-to-heads uh, with the last both of them in 2019. What about this one? This is this is you must be torn here. How you know how do how can you choose here? If there was if any right. match you can end in a draw, this would be the match you want to be ending in a draw, surely. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be watching this and, and, and definitely one for me to, to watch from a sort of enjoyment perspective. I mean, <clears throat> you mentioned Contivate returning in the Billie Jean King Cup. She didn't play brilliantly. Um, and she's you know, she's had weeks out due to a back injury. Mukva is having a good season. She's been dogged with injuries for years. I mean, she seems to be injury free for now, but for, for how long, you just never know. Actually, she's she's just got back together with her former former coach, Emil Mishka, who, who worked with her until 2019, um, which is quite interesting given that she has been playing quite well. So to make a coach coaching change at this time is seems a little odd, but yeah, the odds tell you that Mukova should win comfortably and everything we've discussed. It's 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 it, it should be a victory for her. Contivate's record isn't great here. In 2018, she did take a set off Petra Kvitova uh, when the Czech won her third title, but definitely one to watch. Um, Mukova, yeah, if she can stay fit, as I, I think I say this almost every week, if she can stay fit, she can win a big tournament this year. There's no doubt in my mind. She has the ability. Um, Wimbledon would be my my pick for her. Contivate as well. I mean, she'd had a really successful time working with the, the Russian coach, Dmitry Tursunov. They split last year. Tursunov went to work for Redekanu. Redekanu, mm-hmm. that didn't last very long. Uh, and then he went to work with Belinda Bencic. And that lasted even shorter. They've just split in the last few weeks. Um, and I think Bencic is injured at the moment. Um Sounds like Tursunov is works his uh, charges quite hard, and uh, there is a bit of a physical toll there, perhaps, and that might be what conservates suffering at the moment. I mean, that's you read things and it's you know it's speculation. You take some of these things with a pinch of salt. But anyway, back to this match. Mukova should win fairly comfortably. Not one to bet, but you know, two two really good players, and uh, in the first round of, of a tournament like this, it's uh, yeah, it should be one to enjoy, and hopefully Contivate can show that she's on her way back and and have a good second half of the year, because clay isn't her surface. I mean, you, when when we get to the grass and then the hard courts later on, hopefully she'll, she'll pick up again. Just some breaking news coming through to us here uh, on Game Bet Match. Angebur has withdrawn from Madrid, so... Um, the defending champion and the third tournament third favourite is out. So that may alter a couple of the prices in the bottom half of the draw. So Medosa may be a little bit under uh, 2,500 and Kibita may be a little bit under the 5,000 that we uh, spoke about just literally a couple of minutes ago. So Anjabur, who was injured in Stuttgart, is unable to defend her title in Madrid. So just check out the Bet Rivers website on that. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Canopy, uh, veteran. I think it's Shelby Rogers, two veterans. I mean, the, the last, the first time these two met was back in 2014. So another one almost 10 years ago. Canepi is an outsider here, plus 160 against Shelby Rogers at plus, uh, minus $2 the spread. Again, three and a half totals are 21 and a half. 
They've met three times before, 2-1, the head-to-head to the Estonian and the two times they played on clay. Kanepi's won them both. Um, how do you see this one going? Yeah, just a quick note on Chabert. It's a shame she didn't, almost a shame she didn't pull out before the draw. But um, the draw was, was yesterday, but I, I guess she's given herself every chance um, to be fit to try and defend her title. So, yeah, it's a real shame she won't be there. She's such an entertaining player and, and hopefully she, she'll get, I mean, was it a small, a, I just read it's a, a tear, small tear in her calf. So, yeah, hopefully she'll be back in time for Roland Garros, but she's got to be doubtful for, for much of this clay court swing. Mm. Um, back to this match, Kaya Kanepi against Shelby Rogers. As we've said before, M- Madrid doesn't really play like traditional clay with the altitude. Uh, last year, Kanepi beat Linda Frivertova in the first round, the uh, the Czech teenager, before going out to Jessica Pegula, who, who, as we say, reached the finals. Ten years ago, Kanepi, she reached the quarterfinals here. She's been a, she's been around for a while. Rogers is yet to make it past the first round in Madrid. Um, granted, she's only had two attempts in the main draw, but you know, perhaps this isn't you know a venue that suits her. The Americans in slightly better form, but in recent years, you could argue Kanepi has been better on clay. So at the prices, I think Kanepi's a bet here at plus 160. I really do. I think, to me, this almost looks a pick'em game. I mean, she's not getting any younger, but she is still very capable in her day, on her day. And, and early in tournaments, she's always, you know, for, if it was like for the last, I don't know, five or six years, she's been one of the players you want to avoid in the first or second round of slams and big tournaments because she is very, very capable still on her day. And... Um, First round in Madrid, conditions should suit her slightly better than Rogers. I think plus 160 is a big price. There's an outsider, veteran Kai Kenopy, uh, plus 160. There are four matches on Tuesday. Remember to check the Bet Rivers website out. Early starts, so very, very early tomorrow. Have a look at them tonight. Get your bets on. Give yourself plenty of time because it's an early start tomorrow in Madrid. Uh, we've got two matches for Wednesday that we want to speak about now early. And uh, one of them really interests me. The first one we're going to talk about, Elena Svitolina, the former world number four. Um, she's up against uh, Sasnovich, Sasnovich um, who is inside the world top 50. Um, Svitolina has obviously just had, well, she's, she had a baby. She missed the whole year of tour. She had a baby with uh, Gail Monfils, the ATP tour player, the Frenchman who was a top 10 player as well. Um, so this is a comeback really in the on the big stage. She's playing a couple of challenges. And she hasn't played at all well in the challenges, and she slipped down to outside the top one thousand in the world with her with her inactivity. She's now ranked one thousand and eighty-eight. She's up against a player who's in the top fifty, who isn't having the best season in the world, but she's a big outside. I can't understand why Svetlina is the favourite here. Minus one twenty-seven for the uh, Ukrainian, and uh, Sasnovich is plus one hundred four. The spread is one and a half. The totals are twenty-one and a half. Am I am I missing something here? Why why is the the, the Belarusian um, the underdog? I don't, I don't I don't understand that. Yeah, I, I see you thinking there as well. I mean, since she's come back, I think she returned in was it Indian Wells or Miami, but she she lost to Yulia Putitseva. Um, she's won just one match out of four since her comeback, 
And that was against Elena Gabriela Ruiz, who I was watching earlier, actually. She came from a set down to beat Belgian Bonaventure earlier. Um, anyway, Svitolina, she's got a terrible record in Madrid. She's never made it past the second round in eight or nine goes. Sasnovich isn't in great form. Clay is probably her best surface. She reached the fourth round in Roland Garros last year, um, going out to Martina Trevisan in, in two tight sets, and Trevisan reached the semis. The head-to-head is 1-1. Do you know what? I I can see the angle for Sasnovich. I've just got a funny feeling she might not get it done. I, I think the better bet here, the bet I've gone for is for it to go the distance. Um, over two and a half sets at plus one four eight. I thought they would be shorter than that. I think you're right though. Sasnovich is overpriced. I think this is a pick and match, but I think it's going to go the distance. So I, I think the value is to go for three sets over two and a half sets at plus one four eight. What do I know? Because all the money in the build up to this match is for Spitalina, uh, and she continues to be supported on Bet Rivers. But just for me, I just look at it. I think. How could you bet some Svetlina at minus 127 when she hasn't you really played a match? No. First game on, on clay, which she's never been a, a good player on clay. And, um, you know, out for a year and suddenly up against a top 50 player who's done well on clay. I, I think that's a, a bit of value for the outsider there. Uh, the final match, uh, Mira Andreva against Leila Fernandez, uh, the Russian who is only 15 uh and Dre, but not many people know much about her but you will know a lot about this girl she's 13 and oh in her uh clay court journey this year obviously in the uh the, the lower level tournaments but she's winning and she's winning well and that, that, that's a habit you want to you want to get out of so the canadian here is, is in for a tough match you know on a surface that you wouldn't say uh, is her best surface you can bet Andreve at plus 140 Leila fernandez is minus 175 um, the occasion could potentially get to uh, Andre, um, and the spread here is three and a half, which does seem very generous to get with the Russian uh, plus three and a half. The totals are 20 and a half. Um, she's doing it at a lower level. She's inside the top 200 now. She's moving up the rankings quickly, but she is only 15. That's what we got to think about here. And she's playing against a, a former major finalist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Andreva, say 15. She's ranked third among juniors. She's just won a couple of ITF tournaments on clay, as you say, 13 and 0. It does sound impressive. She hasn't beaten a player ranked inside the top 200 in those two tournaments. Fernandez, play might not be her best. Hardcourt might be best, but she did reach the quarterfinals at Roland Garros last year. So she's certainly no mug on clay. Um, she hasn't been playing badly either. She's ranked 49 at the moment. And she generally beats the players she should. Her last four defeats have been to Badosa, Bencic, Caroline Garcia and Sviontek. So, you know, she's not been losing, you know, matches that she shouldn't. You know, she's been losing against better opposition. And and for all Andreva's potential, she's up against, as you say, a former slam finalist, well and truly established in the top 50. I expect Fernandez to win this comfortably, and I'm really looking forward to to seeing it. I'm, actually, I won't be there on Wednesday, but that, I think that match will be on Wednesday. So, I think she's obviously one to watch for the future. But I'm going to play the set handicap here. Uh, Fernandez minus one and a half sets, so basically straight sets. But but the bet here is minus one and a half sets. You get a slightly bigger price. That's plus one three eight. So, no dream fairy tale for the Russian experience wins the day you never know but i i I don't think so i think 
And just remember, there's 28 different markets available on all these matches we have discussed here. And obviously, if you do have place a wager on the BetRivers website, you can stream these matches and watch them from your tablet or the comfort of your office or wherever you are on your phone as well. So you don't have to be uh, watching them. You can sit at home and watch them all the way through on the BetRivers website. Um, Rory, just give us a quick recap of your best picks in the matches. Yeah, so uh, in the matches, Anna Bondar at plus 170 to beat Anna Bogdan. Kaya Kanepi at plus 160 to beat Shelby Rogers. Felina Svitolina against Alexandra Sasnovich on Wednesday. I'm going over two and a half sets at plus 148. And finally, also on Wednesday, Leila Fernandez minus one and a half sets on the handicap at plus 138 against Mira Andreva. And on the outright markets, we've gone for Petra Kvitova at plus 5,000 and Paola Bedosa at plus 2,500. But remember, if they're each way pick, so don't go for the win only. The place part is huge and get the half the odds with Bet Rivers, one of the only sports books across America to offer you each way betting. It's crucial for you this week in Madrid with such a loaded draw. Uh, remember now, there are four ways. I always end, they say there's three ways. There's now four ways you can keep uh, abreast of all the fantastic content that uh, the likes of Rory, Sean Calvert, myself, and all the other fabulous handicappers here on the Bet Rivers Network are doing. The first way you can is download Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred. Uh, podcast provider with the number one tennis betting podcast we want to be the number one tennis betting sorry tennis podcast you can follow us you can subscribe to us on our youtube channel which is the bet rivers network just give us a, a little subscribe there and you get a little ring when every time anything drops uh, you can follow us now on two ways you can follow us on twitter at our handle at because we win where rory will be providing me with lots of content from madrid and also you can follow his story he looks shocked he looks shocked. How the hell do how do I how do I do a story? Yeah. You're going to tell me how to do this after the show. I don't know. This is the blind leading the blind, my friend. <laughs> I'd say we're too almost. I'm coming up to 50 teachings. I'm going to use Instagram. This is all going to be mad. But our, our, our Instagram <laughs> handle is because, at because we win as well. So Rory will be there uh, from tomorrow. Uh, this week on Game Bet Match, Tuesday, Sean Calvert will join me to look at the men's draw. Madrid. Uh, Wednesday, Rory will talk to James Blake. And on Thursday and Friday, it'll be Sean Calvert again looking at the latter stages in the men's draw. That's been Game Bet Match. Take care and uh, to follow Rory's story on Instagram. Should be fun. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. <laughs>